What is up, guys? This is the Fantasy Chumps Podcast. Welcome back! I am joined by my co-host, clarifying co-hosts, we're all co-hosts, by Leighton and Nate. Guys, how are we doing tonight? I am doing great. We just started a dynasty league and I got the number one pick. Nate, how are you doing? I got the fifth pick again. (laughs) So, it's about... It's been a pretty underwhelming week thus far, let's just say that. But now I'm excited to be here, talk some QBs with you guys, and I'm just trying to keep waiting from talking too much about Christian McCaffrey. I don't know if that's what I'm taking or not, first of all. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) I I wouldn't bet against it. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. He's Uh, He's actually getting way too old. You should probably not take him. Right. 26, I mean, 26 is where running backs start to that's 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 it for them. He's They're on the downhill slide point. already. Yeah. Oh yeah, you know. I think your best bet is for sure taking Jonathan Taylor, man. You know what I'm I'm thinking about just swinging for the fences and taking Mahomes. I am jealous of you though. You in a weird way, you don't have to like the entire drafting, like, like you're. The yeah, that is nice. I don't. I don't need to. Yeah, put in a ton of prep, extra prep, for dynasty. But strategy just does change a little bit, and I've never done a dynasty draft before. Uh, we haven't. I guess we haven't talked about this at all. But we're gonna separate our dynasty draft into a veterans draft first. Which is it going to be? Sixteen rounds, John. Fifteen rounds. Twenty, 20 rounds. Okay, twenty rounds. We're going to nobody see on waivers. Demarcus Robinson is going to be on someone's team, but then we're going to do a separate rookie draft as well. Are you sure we can do twenty rounds? Sorry, we'll talk about that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I mean that's a soft, soft twenty. Okay. Anyway, I'm going to anyway. draft four kickers. <laughs> Dominate the kicker market, but John. To be serious, right? Uh, yeah, so I got the fourth pick. Not super happy with it. Uh, going into the draft, I said I don't want to be in the middle. I said I'll be give me eight through ten, or give me one through three. I don't want to be in the middle. And you know, granted, I got the edge of the ice, the tip, just the tip. Um, but still, I just the fourth spot is rough. I'm not a huge fan of it. So it's good. I'm gonna win the league at the four spot. So I mean, you'll see how good it is. It's such a different draft, though. Yeah, I know. It's but, so much different. All right. Well, let's get into it. A lot of, well, some news to talk about. I don't want to say a lot of because I don't want to just say bad news. So I tried to cut all that out. But we got to first start with the question of the day. John, this was yours, right? This was my question, um, and this one's away. this one, yeah, it's a little weird, um, but it kind of popped into my head as I was thinking about, you know, what's, what's something different that we haven't really talked about, and this is, I'm not going to say he's one of my favorite players, but I am a, I'm a big fan of this player. So that question is, if Kareem Hunt played for the Los Angeles Rams, he would be a top blank running back. Nate, 
where does I, where does Kareem Hunt fall if he's on the Rams roster with Cam Akers going down? Are, are we talking about finishing or in draft right now? Like for drafting, where finishing. We- I, I was saying for finishing off the the twenty twenty one fantasy or NFL season. Well, let's give both because I'm very curious what you guys think. Like if, so where like, where, where would we draft? draft? Yeah, and what he would finish? Yeah. Ooh. Oh man. Okay. I would. Well. Yeah, you got it, John. I would draft him probably in front of somewhere somewhere here in the mix. I'd draft him in front of Clyde. Oh. But behind Aaron Jones, I think. Okay, I was just going to say, I think I would draft him in front of Najee. So that would be between like 11 and 12, like 12, 13 range. Above him, but before Aaron Jones. But before Nick Chubb, actually. I would take Nick Chubb before Kareem, I think. Oh my gosh. At, at this point in time, yeah. Okay, we're just talking about for a redraft one, right? Right, yeah. Yeah, I, I would take him right after Zeke. Like number number seven. Absolutely. I I I thought I was gonna be like a little low compared to some of you guys, but no, it's okay, if Jonathan Taylor had Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz, I would absolutely take him before him. But the Rams like to run the ball, dude. They were they were they were like it's the eighth most run team in the league last year. To me, the hick. It's been a long time. Seen, right, yeah. Exactly where I was headed. I've seen Kareem Hunt as that guy for a while. Doesn't mean he can't do it. Doesn't mean he can't do I mean, it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's he's shown that he's valuable to the Browns. but no, Nobody's seen me do a, a fadeaway jumper in a while, but I know I can still do it. The dirt. Ah, you know, yeah. John, John, how do we define doing it? Leighton, <laughs> you did ball. I will say, so yeah, Leighton and I have played basketball <laughs> together one time. And in, I am in not like a, kidding. Like a scrimmage setting. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> from the moment I stepped onto the court, I was like, dang, like this dude's kind of, he's hitting this, like just warming up. I had thought like he's mm-hmm. kind of hitting the shots. We went out there, Leighton, you balled out. You absolutely <laughs> balled, and I did not. I played like garbage, and I was so mad that day because I was I like I'm just very emotional. Whatever I play sports, good or bad, and so I played like crap. And that was definitely was one of the pissy. that was one of the best I have ever played. Like, oh my gosh, wow. it was nuts. It was it was honestly nuts. That was like, like interesting group, but wait, was it? That was, a... was there. Sorry, we need, to, we need to get back on pass, but it was that was in college, right? Yeah, I think that was between freshman and sophomore year. Okay, yeah, that was easily the, that's easily the best I've ever played post high school. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, right. um, so where do, you think, where do you think his ceiling is? We didn't touch on this just quickly, so I would take him seven. What, what do you think his ceiling is, though, John? RB seven. I think his ceiling is like seven. So I think you'd be getting him near his ceiling, Leighton. I'd say his ceiling would be like hmm, 
Uh, I'd say Sealy would be four. Oh, no way. I think I think Sealy could be top three. I don't think he could beat out Camara. Camara would just have so much more volume. I don't. I don't think he could. But beat we don't that. know. I I think he could do it. That that'd be his peak ceiling. I think he could. Do it's it. a hot take. He. I think a couple years ago, I I would have agreed with you. Like honestly, if the Rams traded for Kareem Hunt right now, and like let's say they sent back Daryl Henderson just to make this theoretical better, I would think about taking him at four. No way. No. I I, I you're would. insane. You're no. you're absolutely you're off your rocker. Well, fine. That is we'll, absurd. All right, we're gonna move on. We'll move on to the news. <laughs> we'll move on to the news. All right. Uh, biggest news? No, I'm starting this. The biggest news. That has happened recently is uh, Leighton, as in myself, got the number one pick in our Dynasty League. I don't know if we mentioned that or not. So, you know what's great is I have those back-to-back picks for the rest of the time. Oh, just so, Jamal Adams got extended. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks extended Jamal Adams. This was something that we knew was going to happen. We just we weren't quite sure how. Russ did come out and say he'd take a pay cut. I'm not sure if that happened. I don't think he it did. He did not take a pay cut. Yeah, I didn't hear anything about talk. that. Um, Dak Prescott is practicing again. Um, he's thrown two days in a row. But, I mean, it's not really news because he sucks as a quarterback. No, it's uh, good because <laughs> it shows he's actually probably – he'll be out there and we should stop worrying about it. Yeah. Um, also, I, Jamal Adams got $70 million for four years. That's stupid. And he's caught two interceptions. But, yeah. No, Vince that, Wilfork. Vince for his career, has more interceptions than Jamal Adams. Wait, in his career? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Jamal Adams has two interceptions. Vince had three. I think Jamal's overrated. Anyway, um, yeah, but, I mean, if Dak's on the field, which we will talk about him later with a certain somebody, wink, wink. Oh, Nate, you changed it. Wink, wink, (laughs) But um, I guess we won't talk about him. But if he's out there, I think it improves offense overall. What, John? All right. <laughs> Sorry, I took a drink of water. Uh, Guys, I'm going to skip one, and it's just so I can say I told you so. Tim Tebow got cut. I told you so. Jacksonville doesn't care about jerseys, man. You got to play football to make a football team. See, I definitely would have – I would have kept him on the roster. one where His blocking did look – that, you that you don't have rough. him out there for blocking. You use him as like a – he's like – okay, this is going to sound absolutely you stupid. Have, excuse me. Like you have to be like, uh, like yeah. Obviously, he's, no, he's, he's Tim T. Like he's got to be competent enough, right? See, they should they like, should have put him in like exactly. fullback. It'd be like a Kyle yeah. Yuschek. Full, fullback is probably a position that he could fake a little better than the tight end. He's just so short for tight it doesn't matter. Curtis Samuel got lifted off the PUP and practicing again, which is very exciting because John and I both want him. <laughs> we, we both like him in fantasy. So, you, you want, John, you're going to say that for the. I'm not sure I'm if you're going to say that. Or not. <laughs> Curtis Samuel, he's an injury risk, so don't draft him in fantasy. John, this one's all you right here. All right. 
uh, the Washington Redskins. Um, they, Whoa, football team. Of course, as we know, they, uh, they changed their name recently. <laughs> seasons back in May. <laughs> they handled it poorly. So uh, their list has been narrowed to eight potential names for the Washington football team. And like six are terrible. It's not good. The Washington. I, I would like to argue that. What? What? Really? If any team that's named the Red Hogs is a sick team, that is a sweet name. The I know. Washington it's, it's, Red it, Hogs. It sounds. It sounds bad. like a Browns two. Kind of does. There's there's like, one that is obvious. Here, John, just just read them off. Read them off for the. For all right, it's the Washington Armada, the Washington Brigade, Washington Commanders, Defenders, Presidents, Red Hogs, Red Wolves, or the Washington Football Team. Okay, like Let's go Hogs. Come on, one sticks out so much more than the other. Nate, is Red Hogs your favorite? <laughs> that might be my favorite football team ever. Oh, yeah. John, which one's your favorite? I, I think it's easy. See, I don't think that there's one that sticks out more than the other. Like, I, like, for sure, the Defenders is dumb. The Presidents is dumb. Commanders is dumb. Like, I, I think the Red Hogs is probably the best. Are you serious? Dude, the Red Hogs yeah. is sick. Uh, it red- just makes nah. me, like, I literally think of the Minnesota Timberwolves logo, but red. Okay, well, don't pick that like then. <laughs> I also think about the Chiefs. Like, we have a wolf as our mascot. Yeah. But then red. when I think of red hogs, I also think of Arkansas Razorbacks. <laughs> yeah, I do too. <laughs> I don't I, know. I, this, this might be a, a voter write-in for me. I think I would go for the uh, Washington Red Rockets. How do you guys feel about that? Well, there's one that uh... – Going to the dog park. <laughs> there was one that circled. They could name the, the stadium the dog park, and okay. then they could be oh. the Washington Red Rockets. No. The barkyard. There's this one right here. Um, yeah, the Washington Wolf Pack. That one circled around the internet a few months ago. That is sick. That looks like a D3 football team, Wade. <laughs> that looks like somebody that would have played Blue Mountain State. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so cool. All right. That was a team from an MTV show. It was a good one. <laughs> they won the championship. It's uh, <laughs> I, I feel for Washington a little bit. Yeah, because, like, I do too. I, I they, mean, honestly, we're going to be in the same boat in 10 years. No, we're not. Uh, probably. Yeah. No, we're not. Out of all of those, I would just keep it the Washington football team. Like, it's honestly no, it kind of so dumb that. that it's, like, kind of cool. <laughs> it's, like, unique now. You guys are yeah. killing me. No. I, 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 I do agree. Like, I like I, I don't I don't like it, but I'm kind of on the same page where it's, like, it's almost so bad that it's good. Yeah. Yeah. It's like an old like, team too. It's got to have an old name. This is like, like the, I think I would have preferred the Cleveland baseball team over the Cleveland Guardians. Oh, the Cleveland like, Gar- the I Cleveland really Guardians know. logo is horrendous. I could have made that in like board art. That, that logo. Sucks. Who was it? Who was it that never? It was Tom Hanks. 
Oh my gosh! Have you, yeah. you guys saw the video? I assume. Uh, uh, I, I stopped watching it because whenever they revealed the logo with Tom Hanks narrating it, it was just like watching Force Gump again. It's Honestly, like, for a situation that is so like PC and touchy, to have Tom Hanks narrate your video <laughs> is kind of like off color in 2021. <laughs> but I'm just wow. The logo is horrendous. It looks like some shoes. They like stole it from that bridge, didn't they? Like that was yeah, like... yeah. Anyway, yep. let's move on to some quarterbacks. Yeah. Quarterbacks. So, quarterbacks is just kind of a touchy subject because <laughs> you can see you can you'll see quarter you, like you'll you will see Patrick Mahomes go in the first round. It is absolutely a reality. I've seen it for the past two years in one of my leagues, and I'm not saying that that's a smart decision, but also, uh-huh. like, it didn't play out bad for it. Like, I, I talked to him last week, the guy who drafted Patrick Mahomes in the first round, and he, he like, joked about it. He, like, he's aware that it wasn't a smart pick, and he said, oh, I can't wait to take Mahomes in the first round this year, and we kind of laughed. But, like, he – I think he made the playoffs. Is he, and, in, is he in our dynasty league? No, he is not. Um, so anyway, quarterback is just one of those interesting positions where you can take one in the first round if you really want to, and your season's not over. It's not a smart decision. I don't approve or condone doing so, but quarterback is extremely important and that's overdrafting, but there are a lot of different ways to go about taking a quarterback the best thing i the best advice i've ever heard when it comes to drafting quarterbacks or you know any non-wide receiver running back position it's like you're not going to lose games because you have patrick mahomes on your team matthew barry says that he's like you're going to lose games because you have patrick mahomes instead of austin Eckler. maybe but if you know if that's the strategy you want to go the one good thing well, we'll talk about draft strategies later for quarterbacks. So let's just start out here with we kind of broke it down into three to four. No, yeah, three different three, categories. Three and a half. We'll go three and a half. Um, actually, I'm going to make another one while you, while you're talking. But we uh, we have the safest outside the top five quarterbacks. Uh, so basically, outside the top five ranks, which one we feel safest. That won't bust. And so I, I want to I talk about how, how I framed these questions because taking a quarterback that's ranked in the top five, like it's never going to be a bad thing in my opinion. I mean, you get a guy who's going to score a lot of points uh, on a consistent rate every year. But if you look for value um, beyond the top portion of the rankings, which is something that we're all very fond of, year in and year out um these are some of the good questions that i think you should ask yourself so safest quarterback outside of the top five in the rankings um which i believe the top five consists of patrick mahomes kyler murray josh allen lamar jackson and aaron Rod. no tom brady i believe you're right i got it i got it it is jack Yep, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Tyler Murray, Dak Prescott, Lamar Jackson. Okay, there you go. Um, 
So, say if it's outside the top five, my I had two um, because these are kind of guys who are available at different times, and one of them is kind of a cheap answer. Aaron Rodgers was my first, which he's ranked sixth. Um, but very, I think out there. I think he's just being like so undervalued. Like he won the MVP last year. He's coming back with a vengeance, in my opinion, against his own team, which is interesting and I'm very intrigued by that for all Packers players um, so I could see this being like a comeback season for Aaron Rodgers even though he won MVP last year my second pick is Ryan Tannehill just because the addition of Julio Jones I think if you're looking for a red zone option which is something that they need um and that they have success with wide receivers for. If you go look at A.J. Brown's touchdown production, I believe he only had two games last season where he didn't catch a touchdown pass, and he was not healthy all year. Julio Jones is one of the best red zone options you could possibly have on your team, and so I could see touchdown production actually going up for Ryan Tannehill this year, and I believe he's going to remain fairly consistent with what we've seen as far as completion percentage and um, I don't expect a huge change in their offense. So, John, yes. you say Julio Jones is a great red zone target, but why doesn't he ever score touchdowns? That had to do with Atlanta more than Julio Jones. And, uh-huh. I mean, as far as just getting targets in the red zone, I believe was a huge obstacle for Julio in Atlanta. And I think Calvin Ridley got them for the past two years um, at a much higher rate than Julio did. And then oh, it's been a long time since I've tried to think about this. Um, give me a minute and I might be able to come up with it. There's, there's definitely, there's definitely something else. We, we can I move on remember. if you think about it. We can yeah. come back to you. Nate, safest quarterback outside of the top five for you is? Yep. So, I kind of copied John here. Uh, st- statistically, the safest quarterback would be the number six ranked quarterback, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Um, he was my guy. I Like John said, I think he's extremely undervalued right now coming off a an MVP season. In the last six seasons that he has started 16 games, he has averaged 36 touchdown passes, which is a lot of touchdowns. And I – Really don't see that changing much this year. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers throws for 36-plus, um, I think he's well on his way to a top-five fantasy finish. He always mixes in a few rushing touchdowns as well, I think, and love to air it out over there in Green Bay. Um, I guess honorable mention for me might be might be Tom Brady, but he's 43 years old. I don't know if you can call that safe sitting back there with a lot of big bodies swarming around you. So, this was the other stay, thing that stay I was... safe out there, Tom. Watch your watch your blind side, man. <laughs> I wanted to add this really quickly about Aaron Rodgers for his career as far as a fantasy uh, production fantasy production goes. What would you guess his consistency percentage is as finishing as a top 12 quarterback or better? Quick, a quick number. Throw it out there. In his career, for his career, oh, like sixty-five percent. I bet, I bet it's higher than that. It's got to be. It's got to be like over seventy-five percent. It is eighty-one point three percent. 
That is phenomenal. That is fourteen percent. He is your safe. Yeah, so he's he's the top rated quarterback for this stat for this consistency rating stat, and he's fourteen percent higher than the next quarterback, who is actually Kyler Murray at sixty eight point eight percent. I thought Mahomes was seventy five percent. Mahomes is sixty six point seven percent. Mahomes has started for three years now. Yeah, and he was outside that top five or six for one season. Super Tom Brady's at 62.5%. Hmm. Okay, That's well, moving on to my answer. John might be able to help me a little bit, but I chose uh, Russell Wilson. Again, didn't have to go very far. He's the number seventh running, running back, seventh quarterback. And, like, I just can't remember a season where he wasn't in the top ten, like, in fantasy ever. I don't know if he's worth the draft price you're paying currently, but in terms of a safety, a safe quarterback, he cannot just overlook Russell Wilson. He has two high-end wide receivers, and I started to grow on him a little bit more. Maybe not his draft price, but if he falls a little bit, I would draft him with confidence. And he can run, too, so he's mobile. And he definitely fell off the table at the end of last year. I mean, yeah, people have a bad taste in mouth. Yeah, and I, I don't know. I, I think he's, I think he's fine where he's going right now because I don't know if this is really possible for being Russell Wilson, but I can see him kind of having a, air quotes breakout season this year. Yeah, because I could see them throwing in a lot more. Um, yeah. If you if you want to very. Deep sleeper. Gosh, I cannot believe I'm going to say this. Derek Carr is being drafted as the QC 24. <laughs> and he has never finished outside the QB 20. So <laughs> there's some consistency there. I'm sorry, it's kind of a little small chance to dunk on Derek Carr. But all right with that what i thought you were gonna say no no well no all right with that let's take a quick break and we'll be collect our thoughts two of our quarterbacks got about two weeks to most people well Technically, now that now that you brought it up, I was looking during the break. We have basically a week and three days. We'll go with that until we draft for our main Wait, league. What? Yeah, is next weekend? Not yeah, next yeah. weekend, man. A week from Saturday, I am. That's nuts. I'm like nervous and excited because we've done so much work for the podcast. I feel like I'm overwhelmed with information. I just need to sit down and do my thing. If I had the intellectual ability to host a live episode while we did the draft, that would be so much fun. But I, I don't have that much brain power. I mean, we could do it. I just would not say a word because every time I draft, that's it, what I'm, I'm saying. Literally, I'm literally like this. Well, except for like the first, like the after like the the first two I'm rounds, doing, it's like 
fun. And then the third round, I, I like lock in because that's when people like start to zone out a little bit. <laughs> Scott. And uh, <laughs> we get your steal. Just kidding. A lot more people do that. All right. So continuing our trend of these little quarterback questions that we've got for you. Um, this one this one's interesting. There's a lot of a lot of good answers here. This one is very interesting. What do you guys think of who has the highest ceiling outside of the top ten rankings for quarterback this year? Tyra Taylor. Interesting answer. Nate, go ahead. <laughs> um, so I have outside the top 10 quarterback with the highest ceiling is Jalen Hurts purely for his ability to run. And I think he could accrue a lot of rushing touchdowns over the year, or at least have the opportunity to, I don't know. What's the status on Philadelphia's offensive line. Terrible. So I think it will be hard for them to run the ball. And I think Jalen Hurts will have to make a lot of plays with his feet. Um, I think he's somebody that you could, you could get for a good price. Um, I think he's got a lot of potential. Honestly, their O-line's not bad. It's just kind of fragile. Cause like, I think they had like 15 different starting lineups last year on the O-line. And I only really know that because of the Jason Kelsey top 100 video on NFL.com. So they switched up quite a bit. So it's, uh, it's fragile, but it's somewhat decent. But yeah, he's going QB 11 right now. So Nate, again, just going, slipping right outside the boundary for his answer. Yeah. These so, are layups uh, for me. So, so I'll take, John, I'll take these questions all day. Instead of taking one step, you took three steps outside the boundary. So let's hear yours. Okay, so I will actually defend that criticism because I would say my guy is somebody who, for whatever reason that I don't understand, people are not typically very high on him, which it doesn't make much sense to me um, because ESPN is, I think, higher than most uh, other rankings that I've seen for him. Absolutely. So mine is Joe Burrow, and I think that this is – an obvious answer, but I also don't have any reservations about the Bengals offense this season. Um, even even on the running back situation, which I <clears throat> regrettably I I have become more confident in um in, in the past few days. I was not a Joe Mixon believer, but I'm starting to kind of get to that point. But to focus on Joe Burrow, I think that he probably has the best wide receiver core in the NFL. I think as far as talent goes. I think it's a top five receiving core, honestly. I, I wide receiver one team. through wide receiver three. Besides yeah. the Cowboys, maybe, I think they could be the best. The, the Cowboys and the Rams. Or, and the Bucks too. Yeah, Who's the, the third for the Rams? Are you saying Deshaun Jackson? Yeah, either him or Van Jefferson, whoever makes you feel better. I'd say, yeah, Bucks and Cowboys for me, and then the Browns. Oh, I didn't think about the Bucks. Maybe the Bucks are better. The Browns. Nah, I don't think Jarvis and OBJ are. Okay. 
if we count Travis Kelsey, I'll put the Chiefs up there, and it doesn't matter who the third person is. To go to he is the, the best ball catcher in the NFL. Honestly, I think the Chiefs, like, yeah, like, they definitely put up a fight with not Demarcus Robinson but, but it's the or McCole Hardman. Yeah. Uh, the Bills are good, too. Pringle. Byron Pringle. Ooh, the Bills are kind of – you're right, Wade, and sneaky. They yeah. have Diggs. They have Cole Beasley. And Emmanuel Sanders. Emmanuel Sanders. Yeah. yeah. So, I I think Burrow has a great wide receiver core. They have a terrible offensive line and a bad defense. And he's going to throw the ball a lot. Hashtag. Um, I think that a capable offense and even on checkdowns, like – Joe Mixon is incredible. So, the opportunity that Joe Burrow has, and hopefully he stays healthy, I think he can throw. I think he can throw for 5,400 yards. Oh. I think he can throw for 5,400 and 38 touchdowns. The O line has gotten a lot better, which is good. It's not good. No, no, no. So, are you done? Sorry. Yep. Can I have one more point, real quick? Go, go for it. You know, you know who else has a really good receiving core <laughs> is the Titans. <laughs> All right, I'm done. They do. Who's the third guy? Um, uh, Ferkser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Josh Reynolds. Uh-huh. Uh, Josh Marcus Mariota. Yeah, Ouch. Josh Reynolds got signed. Right. Yeah. I thought. Oh, okay. I don't know. Uh, my, I thought you were going to say the Dolphins, honestly. No. Oh, Dolphins. They're, nice. they're kind of unproven a little bit. Yeah. Oh, but I had another point also. Oh. Do you guys think when you're drafting a quarterback, Ooh, the Vikings. You, I guess really in any position for that matter, do you think about like defenses that they'll have to face a lot over the course of the season, like yes, uh, no, yeah. Well, okay, I meant that actually. I think about the division that they're in. Yes, yeah. Which in turn means half of their schedule. But like, as far as like analyzing strength of schedule of like, oh, like you know, what's that look like? Uh, no, no, which, not as much. Which is so like I just talked about Russell Wilson. One of the reasons. I'm hesitant to take him where he is is because he has to play the 49ers, the Cardinals, and then the the Rams. Rams, yeah. That's yeah. a tough division. And, like, yes. Yeah. Same thing with Joe Burrow. The Steelers, Ravens, and Browns is uh, – Ravens and Browns, tough. I, I ha- or Steelers going to be that – Oh, Steelers are they're, – they're so good on defense. See, I've considered that. That one doesn't scare me as much for whatever reason. And their secondary is kind of weak. I just, I don't know. I think that, I think that the NFC West is tougher than okay. the AFC. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, in terms, of, in terms of defense, no. Overall, yes. <laughs> See, I, I, I think the defense, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe not. Yeah, that's another discussion. Yeah. My highest ceiling outside the top 10, I put one guy, I'm going to kind of amend it a little bit. Whoever the Saints quarterback is. Uh, so right now, James Winston's going QB 27. Taysom Hill, 
QB thirty three. So they're free. Value. You don't even have to draft them. So if instead of having instead of drafting two quarterbacks, if you like one of these two options enough, you just wait. Whoever gets the the starter, you just pick them up. Simple as that. And I, I originally put Taysom Hill because he can run, but either one's a great value. Because the last time James Winston was a starter, I know he threw 30 interceptions. He was a top 10 <laughs> quarterback. If you didn't know that name. He was close to leading the league in touchdowns and interceptions that year. This is 30 for 30 season. 30 for was 30. it 30 for 30? Absolutely. I think so. So, now that we've talked about outside the top 10, let's talk about who is our favorite quarterback of the draft, taking into account their draft, uh, like their draft ADP, thank you. It's their ADP right now. So, let's start out with John. So, in my opinion for this one, and it's tough because, like, this guy's going early, and it's hard to even predict really where he's going to go based off of the ESPN, which is what we consider for all of these questions for the most part. 56 overall, John. Well, yeah, I, I know that's where that they're project, air quotes, projecting him, but I can't help but think guys are going to go before that. Anyways, Josh Allen is my favorite quarterback of the draft simply because I think he's going to be the MVP. This year, I think he – I think the stage is just set. I mean, I think he easily could have done it last year. Didn't have a bad season, but I, I think he's only going to get better from here on out. Plus, he just got paid. <clears throat> so, the Bills believe in him. He's their franchise quarterback, and I've been a fan of him ever since he was drafted. So, I do have some bias. He's a quarterback. Nate, you want to take it away with good. your 68 yep. overall player, ADP? So, my guy is Lamar Jackson, and this is something that I thought was interesting that Leighton said at the beginning of the show when quoting Matthew Barry. He said, when drafting a quarterback, well, regarding, like, quarterback drafting and fantasy, he said, somebody like Patrick Mahomes is never going to lose you a game or a week in fantasy, but quarter – Taking quarterbacks early are very expensive picks, so I think trying to like find the balance between talent and like getting them at, for the right price is really what we are all trying to do here. I mean, everybody would love to have Patrick Mahomes on their team, but when you can get somebody else that's really talented, like an Austin Eckler or an Antonio Gibson or a Clyde or somebody like that, it, it becomes a way harder decision to make. So... Um, I think Josh Allen is a good example of somebody who could be the MVP of the NFL this year. Um, and it might be worth it to take a swing on him in the third round. What's his ADP right now for Josh Allen? 56 overall on ESPN. Okay, so about, about fifth or sixth round. Yeah, um, but the, the thing is, that's where his ADP is right now, but there's no way he gets he, get, he waits till there. Same thing with especially the, Lamar. Yeah, and when you're in a draft with your mates and you see a quarterback fly off the board, kind of there's a clock in your head, too, about when you got to try and get one, get yours. So I think Lamar Jackson is somebody that I'll definitely keep my eye on. I just think 
anytime he's on the football field. We saw it in that Titans playoff game for the divisional. Was it the divisional or it was the wild card, I think. Yeah, it was the wild when card. He, it was right before halftime, and he just took it 60 yards to the house on a play that looked like it had, had nothing going on. And granted, he kind of ha- – he kind of has to do that because he can't throw it. There but we go, baby. <laughs> one thing to add is touchdowns, rushing touchdowns are worth more than throwing touchdowns, so I'm okay with that. If he wants to run for 30 touchdowns, that's cool. If he wants to run for 15 and throw for 20, I'm cool with that. Um, you know, but I think he's he's a really good dual threat player. Uh, I'm, I'm, not a huge... I'm a, go ahead. Is he a dual threat? I think he's just a one threat. <laughs> player but he's he's a one threat player but by the rules of the game he's allowed to be a dual threat player and that's fair okay that's fair fair. yeah Yeah. that was an astute analysis i I like that answer (laughs) i'm just a fan of the game man i just i just love the nfl i understand we all do so going on to uh my favorite quarterback of the draft based on adp which I know this will be wrong uh, based on some conversations I've had with other people in many different leagues is Kyler Murray. Right now, 61 over <laughs> as a, <laughs> I get some looks. Um, he is the third quarterback off the board. And he's going right now, pick 61 overall in the early seventh round. Yep. Or the seventh round, he will definitely not go there. Just the same with Josh Allen. Uh, no, actually, ESPN updated their rankings. He he he's going earlier than that. Oh, he is. Yeah, oh. yeah. He they kind of bumped him up. He's not as much of a value anymore. No, well, I'm not 61. changing my answer. So 60, 61 overall for Kyler Murray. I'm being facetious. If he didn't pick up on that, <laughs> I know. Um. He's a really good quarterback. That's a player. good you, word, John. You guys just want me to stop talking? Or, uh... Yeah, that'd be great if you if you if you wouldn't mind. How about you stick to the script, Ryan Tannehill? Okay, he uh, he can run the ball a lot, and he was very good last year. While with a banged up, while he was banged up, and he had a not so great O line. So I think being healthy with a better O line, he could really ball out this year. What do you guys think, huh? I'm thinking about changing the name of this podcast to you want to know who we're going to draft this year? I never said – I just said people in our league liked him. I never said it was either of you two. Just set us on a T, why don't you? <laughs> <laughs> I probably um, I probably will not be drafting Kyler Murray because he'll probably go in the fourth or fifth round. So yeah. it, it is what it is. That's know. what I, typically happens for me is I go in thinking I'm ready to swing on a quarterback early and I just wait and then I see a couple go and then I and then I get my like third choice or so. But yeah, it which I'm OK with, like, honestly. It seems like no matter how high ESPN puts their ratings, it's always a little bit higher. than Oh, what yeah. Expect it to be. Especially the top guys, too. Yeah. All right. And it just sucks. It just sucks. All right. Last one which is more of a quick answer, I think, but we can take some time on it because it's a very interesting question. Like based on all the mock drafts and leagues you're going to be a part of this year, standard, like 10 team, PPR, standard, like normal scoring, 
no super flex, just one QB. Which quarterback are you most likely to have on your team based on ADP? And I'm going to start with Nate because John and I have the same answer. So, Nate, take the floor. Okay. So, in a lot of the mock drafts I've done, I've, as I was just talking about, um, when I start seeing some quarterbacks go, I see who may be around for the next time I'm up to pick. And a lot of that time, it's the Lamar Jackson range, Aaron Rodgers range, um, and I'm late getting to it, and I end up getting Justin Herbert, which by no means is a bad pick. And I really like Justin Herbert a lot. He balled out last year. I just think he's at the lower range of those guys that I'm eyeing because I'm not sure if he can take much of a bigger step forward. I just think it'll be really hard for him to. Um, but he's got some good weapons to throw to you. Keenan Allen, monster. Austin Eckler, monster. Um, yeah. In Justin list. Herbert. In the list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they've, they've got uh, Mike Williams. Does Antonio he's... Gates still play? Jared Cook. Mike Williams um, is hurt, yeah. which is great. Jared Cook is collecting his social security right now. He's not though. He's he's like thirty three. That's what I was gonna say. I know that's it's crazy that we're calling him old. Yeah, he's not even old. John? How old are we? Twenty three, twenty four. Jared Cook is thirty four years old. Jared Cook's on the team. Yeah. Tight end one. Well, John, do you do you want to talk about our guy or big dog? Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and make an amendment to who I think is most likely to be on my team. So if you wanna, if you oh wanna... sure, yeah, I'll I'll talk yeah. about I'll talk about Ryan Tannehill. Um, John talked about him a little bit earlier. Just he's a solid quarterback. Last year he was very underrated. Like yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, looks like we're out of time. No, uh, <laughs> Ryan Tannehill, <laughs> he was a very solid quarterback last year. You'll get him for some reason. Every time I go in mock drafts, people will always take other quarterbacks ahead of him, even though they ju- he just added Julio Jones to his roster. So it it's interesting to see that, but. He also runs. He can run. He had like six rushing touchdowns last year or something, which is not bad. So he has some hidden athleticism. So that's uh, – I've been bagging him pretty late in drafts. Late, and I really like that pick. I have a theory that I think I would be way more interested in Ryan Tannehill if I didn't have to watch him play in Miami for a couple of years. That's true. Like I think if he just was – went maybe like three years younger and went straight to t- Tennessee and like, I would be way more into him. Yeah. But that's not the case. He just, he's had such he's an interesting career. Like, yeah, he, I mean, he was done really after Miami, he was done for, there they, was not much hope for Ryan. Tennessee got him for like a fifth round draft pick. <laughs> Literally nothing. And Mariota, he was going to be the back. He was the backup. I mean, that was just yeah. crazy. It's an interesting story for Tannehill. Um, But, no, mine is kind of a value guy, um, and this is a wing-in-it sort of answer. 
Somebody who's going late in drafts that I don't think a lot of people have their eye on. Um, Matt Ryan with the Atlanta Falcons is kind of one of those guys that you know he's going to throw the ball a lot. The Falcons aren't going to be a great team, and he's literally free. Like, he is he is freer than free. Dude, I love Matt Ryan. He's going on tap, he's quarterback free. 16. Free? So free? <laughs> quarterback 16. I, I, don't, uh, I don't understand why two is going ahead of Matt Ryan. That just blows my mind. So Tua also is one of those guys that's like, you kind of want to take him as a safety blanket. And I'm always going to like suffer this pain. I will never be burnt again by like one of those quarterbacks who's young and has the potential for a breakout year because of how badly I was burnt by Patrick Mahomes. Because I like, I'm not kidding. Like I was one pick away from taking Pat Mahomes and he got taken right before me. (laughs) And I will never be burnt that way again, ever. Ever. And so Tua is kind of one of those guys for me, too. But between Kyle Pitts and Calvin Ridley, I think that Matt Ryan could actually have kind of a respectable season. And Russell Gage. Like, Russell Gage is honestly, for a third option, he's pretty solid. Yeah, he's pretty good. Undervalued. Well, um, I think we still have time for this. Let's talk about this really quick. Um, Without giving anything too much away to our uh, league mates, what do you think is your uh, what's your guys's like typical like top two or three strategies for drafting quarterback? Um, and I can go first if you want me to. But. Do it. So I'll go ahead. I usually do one of two things. I kind of view tight end and quarterback the same way. Never doing, never taking them both high, but. With both of those positions, you have the elite guys, obviously, that we talked about today and the elite tight ends, too. But you either have to take one of those elite guys or you just have to wait because there's so many quarterbacks that are good that start, obviously, almost every week that play. So it's not too hard to find a quarterback. A lot of people that are, like, fantasy experts, they just don't even draft one, like, stream the whole year. would be a little stressful for me, but if you can do it, go for it. But, yeah, so I always either take one of the top guys or I wait. Depends on how the draft goes and how they're flying off the board. So speaking of streaming all year, it would be interesting to see what the point differential is between the highest-scoring streaming quarterback and the highest-scoring quarterback on the week every year and average that out over the season and see what the difference is in scoring. Because I bet it's, I, I bet it's John, what do you mean by high streaming quarterback? So like a quarterback who's owned in less than 50% of leagues. Yeah. So like you can pick him up off waivers. On on any given week. So like, and that would be before waivers go through. So like, I don't know, like if Matt Ryan's playing like the lions or something, like yeah. you see what I'm saying? Like he's obviously he's gonna be a big streamer for that week, most likely. And so his ownership will probably jump from like thirty or forty percent to like seventy percent, but just for that week. So it would be interesting, say he goes off for like twenty eight that week, and like the highest scoring quarterback for the week is thirty three. It would be mm-hmm. interesting to see the average over the entire season of the highest scoring streaming quarterback and the highest scoring quarterback for the week. I think it, I think I read a stat somewhere where like 
36 different quarterbacks had a QB1 performance last year, which hmm. is crazy to me. That is kind of crazy. Because, like, obviously there's 32 starters, so that means four backups. Are you sure like, Huh? It seems, it seems, like, impossible. They said on the footballers, so. <laughs> You're sure that was the stat? I'm pretty sure. Huh. It was above 32 because they were talking about streaming Weird. quarterbacks. And if you look so at it. So I guess you have to take into account like week, like the last week of the year. Yeah. yeah. And then, I don't know. Like yeah, like if players got six hurt. six guys get hurt every year. Yeah, because like Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo got hurt last year. And who, who came in for him? Uh, Nick Mullins. Mullins. Yeah, he had one really good week. I remember he had like three or four touchdowns. Like was it did. against the Patriots or something? I, I don't like... remember at all. I don't remember that. Or like, um, you know, who else? Chad. Good old Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Well, no, because, I don't know, it's just one of those things you don't think about. Because, like, Ryan Fitzpatrick came in, balled out. Tua came in. He had one good week. You know who else Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts came in. Jalen Hurts. Uh, Carson Wentz. I mean, Fitzmagic had. I'm sure Fitzmagic had a couple. Tua yeah. probably had one. Mitch Trubisky Nick had, one. had a good game. Nick Foles did have a good game. Every team that has a quarterback controversy, they, they probably had a good week with whoever. Then, oh no, I'm sure Andy Dalton had one good week. I don't think he did. I honestly don't think he did. <laughs> No, but anyway. like, oh, the the football team, because they had Alex Smith. He had Hen- one good week. Henneke. Henneke he had didn't a good have week. a top ten week, did he? I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me if he did. I don't think he had a top ten week. Wow. I mean, he only played and started the playoff game. I think. Henneke? I yeah. didn't know. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. Either way. Either way, anyways, yeah, right. it's a weird. Um, that's a weird stat. I would want to see that fact check. Yeah, that thirty-six. That's crazy, huh? Um, what were you even talking about? Draft strategy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, that was it. So, <laughs> I, I personally like the middle rounds because you get past like your first five picks, and afterwards the the uh, the thought process that I have whenever I'm looking at who's there in the sixth round, seventh round, eighth round, I look at the guys who are available and I look at the quarterbacks who are available. And I ask myself, in the regular season, middle of the road, like case scenario for any of these guys, <laughs> would I flat out trade? Um, let's see. But I flat out trade Clay or Chase Claypool for Justin Herbert, and the answer is yes. I'm getting Justin Herbert. Of course, I would take that trade. If I'm getting Chase Claypool, there's no way that I'm taking that trade for Justin Herbert. And so I kind of have that methodology, I guess, um, to age my interest in drafting a quarterback with that given pick. And it, it also has a, uh, it definitely depends on who's still available. So like Nate kind of talked about it. If there's a run on quarterbacks, like we all have that mental timer. Yeah. We just don't know who's going to start it. So it yeah. may get started, you know, 
at the beginning of the big gap in between my picks. So, you know, on on the, the swing of the snake, the next pick might be a quarterback, and I'm just screwed because probably by the time it gets back to me, there aren't going to be any guys left that I'm interested in drafting. So yeah. everybody has that mental timer. It's just a question of who starts it. My, my favorite one I like to point out is Justin Herbert right now on ESPN's uh, 81 overall. The three guys after him are Logan Thomas, Noah Fant, Debo Samuel. <laughs> That's so crazy. And Aaron Rodgers is right there, too. He's not yeah. far off from that. He'll go higher than that, I have no doubt. But All right, well, Nate, did you want to hit on the last question before we get out of here? Do you typically draft more than one quarterback in a 10-team, one quarterback league? Uh, I would say it's pretty split between like mocks that I do where I take mocks are different than a real draft also. And most real drafts, I'm taking two quarterbacks. I find one at the end of it that I think is worth taking a swing on that might be in a good position to, uh, to see some climb over the year. Um, but yeah, I don't think it really matters. Like John said, there will be streamers throughout the year you can pick up. Um, I don't think it's imperative that you do, unless there's just somebody that you really like. If you don't get one of those like top two tier quarterbacks, I think it might be worth it to grab two average ones and hope that one jolts up more than the other, but not necessary all the I time. Agree. I agree. Well, yeah. Fun episode, I everybody. I think that's going to do it. All right. Well, we appreciate you listening to this week's installment of the Fantasy Champs. <laughs> and I think Leighton uh, is either frozen on the screen or he's giving <laughs> us a horns down. I don't know. Um, but no, we yeah. appreciate you listening, guys. Uh, <laughs> Tune in next week. We'll be that much closer to draft season. And then the episode after that for sure is going to be crazy. So uh, yeah. we're excited for it. Make sure you join us. Yep. Thanks, guys. <laughs>